Listener Production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's Editorial Director, Katja Vuchtel, and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. Collective Closets is one of Melbourne's most exciting young fashion labels, and 2023 is looking to be a huge year for the brand. Co-founder Fatuma Denzako joins us in the studio today. But first, Good Beer Week begins on May 20, with more than 70 events across Melbourne and regional Victoria. Evan Jones is here to talk about some of the highlights. May is, it's beer month. I think we just have to describe it as beer month, don't we, Evan Jones, who's come in to talk with us about Good Beer Week 2023. They may as well just call it Good Beer Month, I I feel. So describe, for those who might not know, or for those who really love beer, the three different events that are occurring in May, and then we'll get into Good Beer Week. It's a beautiful triumvirate. You've got uh, Pine of Origin coming out from the 12th to the 21st. So Pine of Origin is the events where all the pubs and beer bars around Melbourne take the time to just specify their beer region. So you've got Carwin Cellars doing American beers. You've got uh, Scandinavian beers at Miramash. And then for Gabs, which comes up a couple of weeks later, it's the big event at the Royal Exhibition Building where all the breweries get together and they show off their little special one-offs and things like that. It's very exciting. And in the middle there, you've got Good Beer Week, which is breweries and restaurants and bars and all sorts of places doing beer-specific events. And it's 70 events. It's happening in the city, in Melbourne, and also in regional Victoria, which is great. So you can really kind of, no matter where you are, there's probably a Good Beer Week event somewhere nearby. Absolutely. Your story for Broadsheet, you just went into a couple of the highlights, which sound really fun. The one I want to start with, and actually it turns out there's two, there is a mechanical bull involved in two events this year. Yep. Let's start with the one at Moondog, which they're doing with Bodrigi. I love the idea that people think that beer drinking and mechanical bulls go together, but I suppose you need that Dutch courage to get up there. Um, so the one at uh, Moondog is a long-running event called Abbey Calabi, and uh, this year it's Rooten Tootin Hootenanny themed. And Abbey Calabi is where the Abbotsford breweries, traditionally it was uh, Matilda Bay, but now it's just CU Bay, Moondog and Mountain Goat, and they've added Bodrigi in this year, which is really fun because those guys are like the new party brewery. Yeah. And they get together and they brew a special beer, one-off, and they have a party. Is that the party event to go to? Well, I suppose if you want to get dressed up like a cowboy, if you, you've been listening to Orville Peck this year and you want to drink some beers, then I reckon that's the one to go to. And Moondog is such a great location in Preston and it's huge and fun and it kind of... This one's going to be the Abbotsford OG, oh, OG okay. where they have the the little uh, ballroom oasis next door. A few times they've filled it with sand. I think I've still got sand in crevices from when they turned it into a beach a few years ago. So a different way to experience the Moondog experience. The OG, yeah, the very original. Now, let's talk about the creation story feast at Stomping Ground. Stomping Ground, another really well-known Melbourne brewery. And they're working with Mabu Mabu Big S.O. and the chef Noni Barrow. Tell me about that because it sounds like a super interesting uh, way to experience beer and and also the kind of food that Noni's known for. So Noni is known for working with some particularly Torres Strait ingredients, native ingredients. And so Stomping Ground, they've worked together on a beer a little while ago, which incorporated some of those ingredients. So the idea is that this is going to be a, a storytelling event, which is very much interactive. You'll, you'll hear all sorts of stories and and uh, that'll complement the food, which will evolve and I believe will only be 
uh, revealed on the night, the menu. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be a chance to experience some ingredients that you perhaps don't get to, particularly when it comes to a special one-off beer collaboration, which will also include some of Norni's special ingredients, I think. There's so many events. Do all of them include, you know, specially made beers or are there going to be some where it's kind of more about celebrating Good Beer Week, but you might not walk into a bar or one of the connected venues and they've got a, a one-off that you can only taste that night? I think the good thing about Good Beer Week is that it really is quite broad and, and everyone can get involved. So if you're the the beer enthusiast that really wants to dive into the details, then you can do that. But if you want to go say there's a really good event at the Keys, which is the other event with the mechanical ball, which is just for the hospitality workers, for bars and, and breweries and retail workers, and it's they're going to have a bowling event. And we can go along, you and I who just want to go along and drink a beer, we can drink a regular beer and watch them bowl cheer some strikes. Yeah. So there's a nice balance, I think. Some of them are food-focused, obviously, like the uh, creation event. Yeah. Um, there's an, another really good uh, food-focused one will be the local tap house does every year uh, an event called Brewers and Chewers, which they pitch as something like uh, speed dating. So this year it's it's the champions. So the champion breweries from the Indies are going to be there and they sit down at the head of the table uh, with the people that buy the tickets to eat the special meal for, from the local tap house and you get the chance to chat to the brewers specifically. That's a really interesting and, and rare event. That's really cool. Pick their brain if you want or just have a chat. You know, Or meet your future partner. Or a future friend. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, they're regular people too. Yeah. Another one that's involving some food is an event at Boat Rocker, getting cheese trolleyed at Boat Rocker. Boat Rocker is another beer maker that we absolutely love. Tell us about that one. So I was so funny. Um, the term trolleyed, I'd, I thought I'd never heard it before. A friend of mine mentioned it and then I read this event uh, and I was like, it's like that Bader Meinhof. It's, it's coming everywhere. So I'm looking forward to getting trolleyed. The thing I think that they're trying to show is that Wine and cheese, it's been done. I mean, it's great, but there's something about the combination of malts and yeasts and the complexity of beer that really lends itself to a pairing. So it's going to be a really interesting pairing event where you'll get six cheeses or so with funky beers and stouts and all these sorts of things. And we're going to see how they line up particularly. That'll be good. There's another one at Victoria by Farmer's Daughters, Beef beer and barley. And of course, Alejandro Saravia is one of Melbourne's best chefs. So I feel like if you're getting his cooking with some really good beer, yeah. that's going to be a no-brainer as well. Yeah. So Goodland from Traugan is the brewery involved there. And they've sort of come up over the last couple of years as one of those ones to watch. They've got those really bright sort of modern styles of beer. Here, it's going to be really interesting the way that they're blending a Gippsland beer with Gippsland beef and Gippsland food. So there's, there's even a beef for cattle that has been fed the spent grain from good lands. And so it'll be interesting to see how they weave the three together. But yeah. that's a really good event for the foodies, I think. Yeah, and Alejandro is known for his focus on produce uh, and food from the Gippsland region. Exactly. It's going to be very exciting, that one. Now, there are so many, so many highlights in your story. And of course, there's just a few. There's 70 broadly. I think we should fit in a couple more before we kind of let everyone know where they can find out more information. Hair of the dog breakfast at Beer Deluxe. I feel like if you are going to a lot of these events, that's probably an event for you. The hair of the dog comes the morning after the Australian Independent Beer Awards. So you've got brewers that have been up all hours of the night getting high on their own supply, if you will. And traditionally, they rock in with just a few hours sleep to Beer Deluxe in Fed Square and, and they'll be there and they'll be drinking beers and having a chat. And it's a, that's another really good chance to, to get to talk to them. They'll be beer matched 
breakfasts and uh, and it's going to be a good one. And nice and central as well. Yes. Now, all of these also, there are different prices attached. Some are going to be a bit more expensive and others are probably really accessible. Yeah, so some of them are free. I mean, if you want to roll up to the keys and you're not bowling, you can just rock up and say hello and, and have a drink. Some of them are sit-down dinners where you need to book in advance. Yeah. And those tend to sell out. Brewers and Chewers, for instance, is is likely to sell out. So if you want to get involved in those, definitely a good idea to book your tickets in advance. Don't leave it to the night. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Good Beer Week runs from May 20 to 27. The website is goodbeerweek.com.au. Go to the website now if you are worried about missing out on any of those events. Thanks for coming in, Evan. Thanks, Katja. Angola-born, Melbourne-raised sisters Lorinda and Fatuma Denzako launched their fashion label Collective Closets in 2016, which marries their Australian and African cultures. Last year, they were announced as winners of the Bank of Melbourne Collingwood Yards residency, a major milestone for the sisters and the development of their label. Fatuma joins us today to talk about what Collective Closets has coming up in 2023. Welcome, Fatuma. Thank you for having me. Can you tell people about what Collective Closets is, why you started it, and the concept behind it? Well, Collective Closets is like a female, I would say like empowerment um, brand that we make apparel. We are from Africa, and so we really wanted fashion that reflected us. My sister was getting married in Nairobi, and we were like already thinking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We had a little vintage label before then, and we knew we wanted to do something of our own. And we got to Nairobi and we were like, oh my God, the fabrics there are just so amazing, so vibrant. And I just hadn't seen those colour combinations done in Australia. And we were like, this is it. At the time, we thought it was a really good way to inspire women that look like us. In one of the early stories that Broadsheet wrote about collective closets, you looked around at, you know, people walking around in Fitzroy and like the colour just wasn't on the streets, certainly in the same way that you had experienced, at least on that trip. And you thought, well, There is a way to wear colour and to do it kind of with confidence. I do think Melbourne's one of those places where we are known for and we do wear a lot of blacks. Your label really stands out. It is so vibrant. Pattern is such an important part of the clothes you make. Where has the label gone from that initial concept phase to now? Well, a few years ago, we decided to open up our own retail store, uh, which was kind of a bold move. But what had happened was we were wholesaling a lot to get the name out there and our wholesalers were just selling more than we were. And we were like, oh, that's, we want a piece of that pie. And it was really nice to meet our customers. So what we thought the brand was and what women wanted from us was so different. We realized that the women that were coming in were like doctors, lawyers, teachers, and they wanted to um, celebrate their identity in these kind of professions that sometimes are hard to show your personality. And they were wearing it in a different way. We kind of really transformed. It kind of opened up our eyes to like the woman that was coming to us and celebrating that. We have a really good African community. We went to Swahili school when we were little. And so we thought it was going to be more of our African girlfriends wearing it. But then we realised we only got like 20 of them each. So that wasn't a sustainable business. There was a pretty big milestone in your business last year. Collective Closets was named as the winner of the Collingwood Yards Bank of Melbourne residency. Such a big moment for the label, of course, apart from the fact that you were going to be given, you know, a great amount of money to kind of help develop the business just a kind of new phase where you were able to look at what are we going to do going forward? What, how do we future-proof this business? So tell us about how the residency at Collingwood Yards has either changed the business or allowed you to do some things you weren't doing before. We didn't even know how special it was going to be until we kind of got there. It's such a special place. For us, we kind of did this 
traditional retail. And through COVID, retail has just changed. As much as people want it to be the way it was, it's just changed. You know, people want different things. I think people want an experience when they come into your shop. So we got the uh, the residency. We were like, okay, this is what we're doing. And then being around all these amazing tenants and really understanding how much we can be challenged. Like we set up a mini studio in there. We've got a showroom. We're interacting with our customers and actually thinking about the possibilities when, you know, you go to these monthly meetings and you realise all the concepts that could actually happen and watch other businesses bring them into, you know, into market, you kind of then go, oh, why are we doing it like that? So we fundamentally changed the way we've run our business. You're involved in these exhibitions, two exhibitions right now, which is incredible. Can you tell us about first your involvement in Melbourne now, which of course is going on at the NGV and is a snapshot of who curators at the NGV think is basically the the most influential individuals and organisations and groups defining Melbourne visual arts right now. So incredible to be included in that. And you're also in the Acme exhibition, Goddess. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you were involved in both of those. The Melbourne Now moment, it was such a special thing to be invited to. The curators were a dream to work with and their guidance and their leadership. And they already had like a really good sense of what they wanted and what they loved about our brand. So they picked um, a look that we did in the past that was really exciting because that was one of the biggest looks and collections for us, the green check that a lot of people know. And then they said, what are you guys doing this year and can you incorporate anything new? So we've got something from the old and something from the new. So basically, like if you looked at it, you'll know that the purple is what's coming out, which is exciting. So it's a bit of a snapshot. We're also able to include our new Radical Yes collaboration bag in there, which we're going to be stocking at the NGV in the next couple of weeks as well. So it was a real like pinch me moment. Um, We're doing a workshop with them. So we're really, really lucky. And then we got an amazing phone call from the people at Acme and we were like, no, too much, we can't. (laughs) And they were like, we've heard about these bombers, you know, we think that they're iconic. Any chance that you could do it for our goddess as some of the merch? And we were like, oh my God. And we actually went back to basics. We did a print that we first started, which many customers wouldn't even know because when we first started, we had like four four followers. And so we brought that back for them. And it's like a fun, bold colour. It's unisex. And the outside's like a satin. Before you have to go off, can we talk about the new collection about to come out in um, mid-May? Yes, we're starting our new collection called Evolve, and it's about the evolution of our brand, but also the evolution of where people are right now. We realise that the last three years have been a bit of a hectic kind of change to everyone, and we're kind of back to this new normal, and our collection reflects that. We're doing lots of fun colours, we're doing pieces that we haven't done before, we're doing things that reflect where people are right now. Well, I mean, I don't know how you've got time for anything else this year. That doesn't even (laughs) include the fact that you and your sister also both have young children. But thank you so much for coming in today. It's been so wonderful to hear about the label, especially having followed it now for several years. It just seems like you guys just keep going from strength to strength. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. I'll be back again on Wednesday. Chat then. Listener.